cliffcentral.com Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These folks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bayo Bear, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga this allowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win Anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Quickly hit the escape button. Because you turned it on. You want to see MKT. Who's this guy? He looks like a low budget Bruce Willis. What the hell is going on? It's the interim before the interim. This is what we do nowadays in sports content. You can't have a permanent. You got to have an interim and then an interim. A guy before the guy. I'm the guy before the guy. My name is PTP. The PTP takeover of the MKT show is back for this fine November midday. It's midday. We're closing in, wrapping up at the end of the year. We are, in South Africa, we have a phrase that is called khatful. Our asses are full. Okay, for translation, our asses are full of what we don't know. I'm filling in. For MKT on the MKT show. He is down in Cape Town. He's going to do a 100 kilometer run. We can track him. But only from Saturday. We don't want to track him now. We don't want to know where he goes. Beefcakes. Multiple other cakes. Where is MKT going? Only track him on Saturday. Not today. The all essential. The all sexy. Senzor Setibe. Shortless today. In a full pants. Like a grown ass man. Doing a real job. But the hoodie, man, what are you doing, man? Uh, man, my hair's in a state, man. Your hair is in a state. This is the problem we have on the show, right? Because, like, everybody knows me by now. When I'm wearing a hat, it means I've not cut my hair, right? But on the show, we can't wear hats because of the lighting, because of camera things, okay? Hoodies. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, you know me, dude. Like, come on, man. <laughs> the whole team is here. We've got Welcome, we've got Sipo, we've got James, and we've got Ryan, not Ryan Reynolds. Huge disappointment, but he does take his shirt off, and nobody likes that. Huge complaints. Look at that, the two goons back there in the studio, <laughs> looking good with the air conditioning units. A lot of cool things coming up in the show today. We're going to wrap up uh, the Champions League, one match day to go, who is still in the running a lot of big teams can still get knocked out. We're going to be talking about... I haven't spoken to you yet about Manchester United and what a mess they're in. But Senzo and I are going to discuss how Liverpool and City can avoid getting themselves in the same mess. And of course, Paolo's weird world of football is back. George Best edition on the anniversary of Georgie Best's death. Going to tell you a wild story you probably didn't even know about. This is the PTP interim. I'm the interim before the interim. The guy before the guy before the guy. But who am I? Am I Carrick? Am I Valverde? Am I Poch? Am I Ragnick? Am I Zidane? Who am I? This is the MKT show. PTP Takeover. That's right. That's right.
cliffcentral.com. I like to pretend this is a professional organization. We're coming in with a comment. It's the PTP show. It's Porter in here. And here we go. It is getting very Portuguese in here. The best MKT impersonator. I told you before, I'm the Matthew Booth impersonator, right? Matthew Booth, legendary South African central defender, Russia's finest. The finest South African to ever play in Russia. Listen to this guy. <laughs> Listen to this. So, I want to start off by something, right? We, um, James, I haven't been on the show for like a week and a half uh, due to commitments. You said something in one of the shows I want to pick up on that uh, about Simply Red being your dad's favorite band. So I want to talk to you a little bit about Simply Red. Tell me more. Tell me. I want to hear about this. I love music, especially um, 80s bands. So I don't actually know an awful lot because he, he passed away when I was really young. But my my brother actually told me that Simply Red was his I don't know if if he had a favorite song or I have, I have no idea. So I want to tell you something about that. So it's a huge sports connection, right? So of course, simply red. Money's too tight to mention. Fairground. Holding back the holding back the time. Holding back the time. Oh, I should know better. I do. I do an eighties music show. Did you know Simply Red is named after Manchester United, James? What? Oh yes. That makes sense because my dad was a Manchester United fan. Mick Hucknell, the lead singer of Simply Red, huge Manchester United fan. Okay. Huge. I mean, he's often at games. At one point, he was going to buy Manchester United. In the 80s, he wanted to buy Manchester United. That's what a big fan he is. A couple of years ago, and James, you'll find the picture. I don't know if you can share it. Because, you know, YouTube, they've got the rights. What are you going to do? Rights issues. There is a picture of Mick Hucknell with Alec Ferguson in the crowd. And people at the time were saying, how lovely that Alex Ferguson is bringing his grandmother to the matches. <laughs> if you can find that picture, you've got to find it. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture currently. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up in, in a second. But... He has got it. He's got it right there. <laughs> and Turin's Cameron on the comments saying, I love Simply Red. Listen, if you've got something to say, jump onto YouTube on the comment section. Uh, give us a comment. Have a chat. We want to talk to you guys. That's why we do this. Not for us. Well, mostly for us. Uh, but we want to have a chat. Simply read a couple of years ago, they came to South Africa, saw them in concert. The rudest artist I've ever seen. No regard for the fans. No regard for anyone's time. He went through 10 songs and walked off the stage. Really? Prick Hucknall. Some called him. Not me. So not a very nice dude, huh? Well, you know what? Let's say, you know a lot of acts when they come to South Africa. They come on like promotional tours, yeah. like cons- you know, for an and album. And they don't realize how big they are here. Well, you know, we're so hungry. At this time, we're so hungry for international artists. We just let anything go. So it's very rude and dismissive of fans. But anyway, that's Mick Hucknall, Simply Red, named after Manchester United. Wanted to buy them. God, where would we be if Mick Hucknall had bought Manchester United? No, but money was too tight to mention. <laughs> this guy. My question is, where are we now that... Justin Bieber is coming to South Africa next year for the third time. Because you guys are believers, that's why. So this is a big thing, right? I was having a conversation with somebody the other day that this is the first big event where they've said you can't get in unless you're vaccinated. And it's like, how much of a believer are you in COVID myths? I mean, how much do you love Justin Bieber that you get vaccinated to go? (laughs) Well, I mean, vaccinations are free, so there's that upside i guess question do you believe listen wait you guys keep saying believers i do have to correct you um as as a as a 
this guy. A youngster. He's hard of hearing. He's hard of hearing. I'm going to excuse you. Ask your, your little cohort there, Ryan, Ryan, not Ryan Reynolds. Uh, did we say believers or believers? I'm pretty sure we said believers. believers. I, I heard someone say believer. I was for sure, sure. I, I, I believe, I think I heard one and one. So I heard one time believer and then one. But, uh, are, you, but are you a believer, James? I was once upon a time. Are you a believer? Listen, I wouldn't so much say get the COVID vaccine to go to Justin Bieber. I'd say go get your hepatitis shots if you're going to go anywhere near (laughs) Justin Justin Bieber. (laughs) Justice for Justin Bieber. (laughs) Uh, So, listen, let's get into some sports. Um, Obviously, a week is a very long time in football. Poor Oli. It took the whole reign. I've been calling him Ole the whole time. And only now when he's sacked, I call him Oli. Gets the boot on, uh, when was it? Sunday morning. Oh my God. Then he does this cringe worthy interview. I don't How know. How terrible was who that? Who was dude? that done for? Like, I understand that they want to say to the guy, listen, say goodbye to the fans, say goodbye to the players, give you a side of the story. You want to be gentlemen. That was painful to watch, man. It was terrible. Dude. I don't want to see no grown ass man crying on TV, especially over a soccer team. You know what I mean? Who was that for? It wasn't for us. Are Manchester United so meta content right now that they they actually would do anything for, for the clicks and the memes and the Well, gifts? You, you saw it, man. You saw it the way it was. And yeah, it was actually borderline embarrassing. It was just painful to watch. I found nobody came out of that looking good. So off Solskjaer goes and now we've got the interim before the interim, right? The guy before the guy, as you said. Michael Carrick. Uh, what I loved about it is... Carras. Carra. Listen, underrated midfielder, what you got to love about Michael Carrick is that as a player, no one ever really gave him credit for the success and the part he played in arguably Ferguson's best ever team. Yeah. Uh, and he went under the radar. And how he somehow goes under the radar of this mess that has been left at Manchester United, where he was 100% complicit in it, mm-hmm. and he gets to keep his job. Sports free, eh? Uh, you got to admire the guy's ability to never get the the credit both good or bad for what he's been involved in and, and what I loved watching the game is how uh, people were looking for signs that character did something different no he didn't he did the same thing really silly appointment now Manchester United are looking for the guy before the guy but who knows what that means Ernesto Valverde is the best man at the moment I take him you know what I like it it's 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 imaginative it's interesting it's not Big Sam. Um, it, 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 it uh, puts towards some thinking, right? Mm-hmm. But whether it's Poch, we end up with whatever the hell ends up. Nothing is really going to change at Manchester United while the ownership is there. That's true, actually. Actually, that's too right, actually, because like now it's like, what are the owners doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like they're ventriloquists. They, they're kind of waiting for the problem to solve itself, right? So even this interim before the interim thing, mm-hmm. it's kind of going, okay, well, how long is interim, right? How long is Michael Carrick there? Two games, four games a month? Maybe he wins some games. Oh, well, let the problem solve itself. Maybe the, the interim before the permanent comes in and, hey, he does well, and he solves the problem again. You know, Manchester United want the problem. These guys running the club want the problem to solve itself. They don't actively want to do anything. You know, remember when after the 5-0, there was a lot of noise, a lot of hustle, a lot of shaking around. Mm. We're looking for managers. We're shaking every tree trying to get a manager. We're looking. We're exploring options. 
they've been exploring options for about four weeks now with nothing concrete happening. You know what I mean? So like it's neither here nor there. So it's just like... They okay. just want the problem to solve itself. They're not going to actively do anything. We spoke a little bit while ago about every major club across Europe knows who is going to be the next guy. They know, Chelsea know, who are playing beautiful football. I see a yeah, comment here. organized. I mean, come on, man. That is going to be the most drilled team in Europe at the moment. Chelsea are playing insane football right now, right? Mm. But they already know who's next. Yeah, they know who's got next. That's the thing. Like, when Tuchel goes, they know who's next. I mean, that's how, you know, Marina and those, those people move. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, man, we just, yeah. Right? So this is Chelsea. They know who's next. City probably know who's next. Oh, yeah. Oh. They, they're hoping they don't have to push that. They know who's next, mm, mm. right? Liverpool knows next and Aston Villa are, are, are mm. doing the internship. He's doing the his internship, internship yeah. at Aston Villa. So nice of them getting some work experience. Manchester United don't even know who's the interim. The interim before the, the interim. interim. They're just hoping the problem will solve, solve itself. itself. Right. Now, the bigger problem with Manchester United is they keep going to look back at what used to happen and what used to work and hoping for another Ferguson. But as we said, Ferguson, Arrigo Saki, these guys are once a generation. They're gone, bro. They're once in a million. Now, we've got a situation sitting up there, very close neighbors to Manchester United, where we currently have a two in a million situation. Mm-hmm. Klopp, and Guardiola. Yeah, man. It's. Do you not think this is heading the same way? James pops up uh, a graphic there. Pep Guardiola has only suffered more defeats as manager against Jurgen Klopp and Jose Mourinho, both se- nine and seven, than Maurizio Pochettino, four. So these guys are the guys, right? They're not one in a generation. You had Ferguson and these guys. You had Paisley. They're only guy at the time. We're currently watching two possibly of juggernauts, all timers, right? Hall of Famers. Going hey, back listen, and forth. I got to tell you, I got one sitting in the booth there. James, you tell me, what are Liverpool doing? Are Liverpool watching what's happening at Manchester United? And how do they prevent themselves from this? Because you can be as well run as you want as a football team, right? You can have everything in place. If you don't have a manager like Klopp, like Guardiola, none of that really gets you the success. There are a lot. Aston Villa are a fantastic, well-run football team. Brentford are an amazingly run football team. But you need that icon. Now, with, with the cash to back it. Well, with the cash to back it, it does help. Look, Liverpool don't spend a lot of money notoriously, as their fans will tell you. Net. Net FC. Net spend <laughs> FC. <laughs> James knows. He's used that argument. I do know because we don't sign anyone ever. <laughs> and if we do, it's some geriatric who was good 27 years ago for like a quarter of his price. Right, but then you turn him into something. So Klopp has that ability. He's able to do that. Not Liverpool, not the structures, not the scouting. Klopp. Now, all the laughing that everyone's having at Manchester United is coming to these two clubs in the not-too-distant future. James... Do you think, am I crazy? Am I smoking my socks? Or is there a point in this in that your club can be as well run as you want, but without that totem, the whole thing can fall apart? Yeah, I think so. I think like the the players, um, especially with, with how everyone that's moved within football has seen what these totem figures have done, like uh, Alex Ferguson or... You know, like even even not even manager wise, player wise. You know, like there's there's players at Man United 
who used to play who were and still are these these totem figures and i think having that it 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 gives it a feeling of like it's it's more than just a club and i know it sounds like a cliche thing because that's a liverpool thing i think uh where they do they do more than just a club or whatever it is um i i think that's what manchester united are desperately missing um i think outside of ferguson 26 years is a long time um older than you bro exactly like it's it's a long time to have this figure that's taken you to silverware and then for that to to stop and now you must kind of do i believe in this manager and his whole philosophy and it's great that you can bring in a former class of 92 blah blah what what guy who's mr manchester united but if you're gonna lose four one to Watford, is you know, I I don't know. I, I think these figures are becoming a lot more important in well, in the Premier League. I think more so than anywhere else. Well, actually, I'm going to throw that back at you. They always have been. You could argue that every dynastic team through through Eng- football history, not just talk England, has been through the power of one man, right? Mm. Not institutions. You go back to AC Milan when they were dominating. It was Berlusconi. This was the guy dragging yeah. the club through. You yeah. go back to Liverpool's dominance, right? It was, okay, Paisley and Shankly together, but it was still one man at a time. It was a beacon of light. Always. Uh, even the, the Galacticos of Real Madrid. Yeah. Or Real Madrid's recent uh, period of success, it's because of Perez. Chelsea is because of Abramovich. Barcelona was because of Guardiola. Barcelona, before Guardiola, had no success. They'd won one European Cup for the size of club they were, right? They won most of their trophies in the past 20-year period, the majority under Guardiola. So Absolutely. it's not just now. We seem to think that we're in an age of the superstar manager, the superstar figure, but it's actually not. It has always been this way. It's just blaringly obvious now because now everybody, you need cash to, 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 to go compete. So, yeah. We have two at a time, but even with the cash, Manchester United have had the cash. Yeah, but, so, so, had the cash. So my thing is with this, with this, um, this figure, right? What, what entitles you to being that figure, if that makes sense? Because you know, like Jurgen Klopp had no ties to Liverpool, um, even during his playing career, throughout his career, he's had no ties to Liverpool. But he's still come in and been this this figure that's won Liverpool uh, quite a bit of silverware over the last couple of seasons, and and obviously given like a whole club and a whole city uh, belief again in the club. So so what's what's the X factor within the manager that allows them to be this twenty six year, for example, manager that? takes you to silverware that's that's a fascinating question it's, that, it's deep that it's, is an outstanding question deep. because you know pep guardiola i dare say that guy spent 30 years of his life and never heard the words manchester city <laughs> and I, do, do you think i'm wrong think about it he probably went a good majority of his life and would never have heard of manchester city so there's no connection to the club that's why this thing of employing former icons and employing former players it makes no difference because, likewise, Klopp has got no link mm. to Liverpool, right? Mm. But obviously, there's an attitude, there's a spirit. And 
maybe Liverpool over Egget because they want to find it. They want to find the Shankly and Paisley figure, and that's fine. Every club has got their thing. I mean, that is a fascinating question. Why does it work at one club yeah. and not at another? But with these two managers in particular, and these are the two that we've got to say, this is the next, these are the next two big dramas in football, my friend. No, it's the Titans. I'm telling you right now. It's the Titans. Liverpool and City are the next two big dramas, the next two crisis clubs. It may not be for five years, but it will come when their managers walk out. And don't tell me the structure's there. Manchester City were preparing for Guardiola for five years. Well in advance. For five years, right? They're not preparing for his replacement for five years. Yeah. They're not. You know, they may know who it is. Yeah, but, but they're, they're saying, look, are you watching? Like, are you watching the structure? You see the way, in, the way we move. But also, we also lost um, David Gill at the same time because him and Fergie were... So then maybe that answers James's question. And it goes back and maybe it debunks what I was saying. Mm. Because if no matter how well run a, a football club is, you need that ma- manager. That, but yeah, possibly, yeah. and you brought up Chelsea. Maybe this is why Chelsea do it because they are so institutionally well run. But I do believe Manchester United are business are institutionally well run. Yeah, well, no, I maybe mean, not as a football I, club. But I said this like they are football. They are commercial guys making footballing decisions, and it's just failing. Eh? Just absolutely failing. But do you not think, James? Do you not think Liverpool do not have business guys making making decisions at that club? Oh. Absolutely. There's no way they're letting a bunch of guys who left school at 14 years old and have been in football their whole... Because what does that mean? We're talking about billion-dollar businesses here. Like right? entities. Entities, right? Corporations. Don't tell me when they say, oh, a football man making a decision. Most footballers left school at 14, guys. Sorry to tell you. I'm not yeah. letting them run billion-dollar businesses. So surely, Liverpool, City, That's why they have agents and managers... Uh, managers and you know PR people I think if we get into this Manchester United have I mean we're looking at uh, 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 Kukle's um, uh, comment there when all the Glazers realize that Woodward and the board are good at making their money but not at football decisions right mm. don't tell me these are stupid guys no they, they no. can't be no nowhere near I mean they're billionaires for right a you know if you're a top CEO at Apple I don't expect you to know how to make an iPhone right yeah I don't expect you, if you work at Tesla, right? If you're the top business guy, I don't expect you to know how to make a, a battery, right? Exactly. So you see this in all over the place. Top business guys, they adapt because the rules of business are the same. Exactly. I don't know why football puts itself in this bucket that it goes, oh, we're so different. We're so precious. But, we're not like that. But as MKT says, keep the main thing the main thing. Well, then what's the main thing? Football. And then that's what becomes the question. Is football really the main thing at Manchester United? Well, that's why we're in the mire, man. Because it's got to it's got to lend it, right? It's got to lend it. Exactly. Evidently, football is not the main thing. Everything else is the main thing. And for Liverpool and City, I don't, I don't believe that. I just think they've happened to stumble upon and bring in managers, like James says. What gives one manager an X factor that another one does? Right? They'll get the next appointments wrong. City before Guardiola, Mark Hughes. Sven Goran Eriksson, <laughs> Mancini, who was uh, who was there for a Pellegrini. season. Pellegrini. Pellegrini, they were winning because they had the money. Yeah, but they were also getting wrong. I mean, God, what were Liverpool doing before Klopp? Oh Lord, don't even get me started. No, Roy but Brent- Hodgson and Andy Carroll is what Liverpool were doing. Yeah, but but Brendan kind of brought it back to where it was, you know. Yeah, he did. But like, th- think about before that. We we literally signed 
<laughs> Andy Carroll. And Stuart Downing. And st- Imagine. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, right. But here's the thing, guys. Is that Liverpool, the way they were signing players then, is no different to how they're signing players now. It is still a version of this money ball statistical analysis. Yes, there's a big part of the eye test. Yes, there's a big part of football people looking and can I make that player better? But that's how they're narrowing down. So they're not changing. It's the same ownership group the whole time. They've just gotten either better or they just lucked on getting Klopp and he worked. I mean, look, look at Andy Robertson. We bought him from hell for, I think, like five million or something. And we were laughing. We were laughing. Manchester United supporters were laughing when you bought Van Elden. So you're buying players from relegated clubs. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Liverpool have never replaced Ronaldo. No. They've not True. replaced him, right? True. They've not replaced the guy. He came from a relegated team. So they've yeah. never changed the way they're doing things. They just have an icon with him. It's the same as, as Pep, right? I mean, let's talk about Jack Grealish. I mean, a lot of people want to have a go at Sancho. Jack Grealish is not exactly pulling up trees. Honestly. Okay. But it gets swept under the carpet because you've got Pep. Pep, exactly. They, yeah, he's, he's got that shield. He's got, he's that, got it. He's got that shield, yeah. And, and that's what success buys you, right? And it, it's such a fascinating thing to watch because I know Liverpool and City supporters are having great laugh. They're really enjoying it right now. But it's going to come because you don't get these managerial appointments. There are very, the only club, uh, two clubs, not even, not even. There is only one club that gets it right Time after time after time in the modern era, and it is Chelsea. Chelsea. Because no that, that's how they built their business. Because like when, when Roman came in, they're like, okay, this is who we are now. But again, it goes back to that powerful figure, one man. Because then maybe the managers change. What about Abramovich when he goes out? Well, do you think yeah. Abramovich wants to go? Like- you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So it's such a fascinating conversation to go, Manchester United are making all the wrong decisions. Yeah. Who knows who's next? Who knows the interim? What's Pochettino? I mean, listen, this was not a good week for Pochettino to put in the performance that, that he did. did it. Right? He was basically on audition. <laughs> like, we need you to beat City. In, in Manchester, there he is, Poch and his lovely little... I just want to squeeze those cheeks of his. I just want to... I love how Poch has gone full dad bod, right? You know, That's why he's wearing a lot of black now. Oh, man. We, we know. It. This is what you do. you got, you got a silhouette. If, if I told you five years ago... Um, that Mauricio Pochettino would manage both Lionel Messi, Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, and Cristiano Ronaldo in one season, would you believe me? And Sergio Ramos. Well, well he's barely Ramos managed. Just been, <laughs> he's just been vibing in the physio's room. He's maybe opened, the, yeah, he's maybe like had the door open for him by Sergio Ramos. <laughs> um, Pochettino will become, I mean, if it happens, he'll actually become the, the first manager to manage both Ronaldo and Messi. No oh, one's really? done it yet. And maybe he could do it in the same season. Speaking of that, wow. guys, do you know he's played with everybody? Angel Di Maria. Uh, that guy. He's done everybody. He's got everybody. He's got everyone on speed dial. <laughs> he knows all the guys. Only one is Lewandowski hasn't touched. This is worrying news for me, right? And this is where we talk about these iconic figures and these massive figures maybe blocking the pathway. So Alex Ferguson is leading the charge for Manchester United to bring in Pochettino. That worries me because this is the guy who wanted Moyes. Now, listen, I am a guy. I've said it not just that Moyes is doing better now. Mm-hmm. I said. I think he just wanted that thing of, you know, never been managed by anybody outside of Britain. Well, well, it's ridiculous. I mean, Ferguson but is... But apparently he wanted Guardiola first. And Guardiola said, not after you. Well, listen, you, you don't want to be the guy after the guy. And this is the same thing with Pep 
and uh, and and a club. You don't want to be the guy after them. No one wants to be the guy after them. You want to be the guy after Solskjaer, after Carrick, after Valverde. Maybe you want to be that guy. Could Poch be that guy? I don't like that Ferguson's involved. Listen, the guy's amazing. Give him stats. He's got to stand. But you have got to walk out from under shadow. Sir Alex Ferguson himself hated the fact that Sir Matt Busby was still in Manchester United. He did not like it himself. Then he died. Right? Why are you different? We love Ferguson. You should not be making football decisions. It's a vacuum within the club. I'm probably contradicting everything I've said. Pochettino <laughs> wants Manchester United right now. <laughs> after watching PSG last night, do Manchester United still want him? After this, we're going to be speaking about Champions League, having a look at the teams who are through. One of them sporting. My beautiful, beloved. Yeah, with, the, does, sc- with the most called Douglas football how, ever. How do you feel that Liverpool beat uh, Porto? I love it all day. I love it all day. Put those slum dogs back in the river where they belong. <laughs> the only reason I'll back them is because of UEFA coefficient. We'll talk about the Champions League. Still coming up, Pilot's Weird World of Football on the anniversary of George Best's death. I didn't even plan it that way. to the best. I didn't even plan it that way. Going on the lash with Georgie Best. Maradona good. Pele better. George Best. The guys before the guys. The interim before the interim. PTP takeover of the MKT show. We're back ASAP. That's a lot of acronyms. The interim before the interim. Consider me Michael Carrick. I've got to be better than Michael Carrick, man. Come on. You can't really judge him. But am I Michael Carrick? Have nah. I got to be Michael Carrick? You're Surely I'm Carrick. better. I'm Valverde at least. If I, I may not be. I may Valverde not be. Valverde's one leagues, my man. He's one leagues. Comments, Kukle, Rogers linked to United, Leicester lose to Chelsea, Poch linked to United, PSG lose, it could be a sign. <laughs> you put it all together. Poison chalice. Do you know who can't lose? Do you know who can't lose? Give it to me. Valverde. He doesn't have a team. Maybe a Sunday league team is going to lose this weekend. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about... Apparently, they're saying Ronaldo is endorsing uh, Moses guy, Luis Enrique. You know, Luis Enrique is a non-go because um, it, no way is the guy going to walk away from... Spain and he's building something. You know, Spain have got to go in as, into a World Cup as one of the favorites. You mm. want to go for that. You know, Enrique's done the club thing. He's won the Champions League. Sure, it might be tempting, but not right now. The guy's yeah. not leaving Spain, especially not for this mess of a Manchester United team. Yeah. MKT, watching from afar. Hey, Papa is watching you. Your dad knows. Your dad knows. When you're having a party at home, he knows yeah, of course. the day of loyalty is gone. It is more effective to be a COO rather than a CEO. Fergie was an anomaly, not the rule. Manchester Absolutely. United being successful. But the same thing with Wenger, though. Wenger was also exactly the same. You know, but as a club, Manchester United won all their league titles. Two managers won all their league titles. Two managers, That's I think, bar, bar two. Bar two. Of the 20 titles, two managers won 18. Two managers won three European Cups. That's... Crazy. Manchester United's eras of and success. And they did it the same way. Busby, Babes, uh, Fergie's fledglings. 
it's not going to happen a third time. It just doesn't. That's just not the world. How the, just not how the world works. And stop trying to replicate. Uh, so Champions League this this week. I, I got to tell you, I hate a Champions League week. I'm a I'm 41 years old, guys. I got I got a full time job. I got a family. Got a lot of responsibilities. I cannot be staying up till 11 o'clock now. Daylight savings time. Dude, clock, quarter to 11. Quick off. What are we talking about here? It's ridiculous. On a Tuesday, two nights in a row. It's ridiculous. Two nights in a row. But you know it's going to be interesting? The golden boot race for Champions League because Heller, Ronaldo and Salah and Lewandowski. Come on, they, guys. They just do it. Guys, just live a little. Stay awake for that quarter to 11 kickoff. Live a little. Is there a quarter to 11 kickoff? Is it a quarter I didn't to know 10? There was. I it's a quarter to 10. Or oh, quarter to 10, but either way. But it's always been quarter to 10. No. Yeah. So, so now there's two slots, right? So... The first half of the groups for South Africa is a nice time, quarter to nine, perfect, yeah. right? But as we as Europe goes into winter, they flip it over. It's quarter to ten kickoffs. Oh yes, you're right. Of course, he's right. There is the one earlier game. I don't know why they've put one. one. Because it's the guys playing in Russia. No, that, but even not because Manchester United played in Spain and they were early. That early games, what's that? Six, hopper six or something, right? It's quarter to well, it, no, we played at eight there. Though. Yeah, eight o'clock, yeah. right? That's that's perfect. Yeah, so that that's a good time. That's a good time. Spanish are not going to like that. No, because they, 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 the the Spanish they, they like a late start. They like a they late like start. <laughs> they like a late start. So anyway, listen, the Champions League week is always tough for me. I've got to tell you. Thank God I don't have any teams in the Europa League. Manchester United dodge that because <laughs> I cannot be doing the Thursday night. There's there's that Europa League slot. There's one game that's like a total opposite five o'clock. Imagine. And then there's like You're a weird with the one. Leagues. Oh come on, forget about it, right? <laughs> So, let's uh, look at what's been happening in the Champions League. Break it down. Try to be like real football journos here. Yeah. Real football. And Senzo is watching breaking news there. Group A, yesterday, superstar clash, Man City and PSG. Like we say, not a day to flop in Manchester for Pochettino. Maybe a sign of things to come. Maybe a sign of bad days to go in, 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 in Manchester. I feel for... Listen, I love, I love Poch, Right. I don't know if he comes to United, if he's going to be successful or not. Who knows? I do like him. I'm not saying he's he's going to be the best, but I do like him. He's not going to be the best on the anniversary. I like it. I've got to feel sorry for Potts with what's happening at PSG because here's a guy who's got a definite way of playing. That Mm. playing needs a lot of energy, needs a lot of commitment. We said at the beginning of the season, Neymar and Mbappe are not going to give you that. Not uh, Messi, forget it. What am I talking about? Mm. Those three are not going to give you the type of commitment and work rate that Pochettino Well, they're going to be needs. like, yeah, well, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. Guys, I'm telling you now, it's Neymar. Neymar's the poison. Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. You've you seen see time way, and time again. You've seen the way Mbappe and Messi work well together. Neymar's just vibes. Listen, Neymar is going to... I would love to... I would hate, actually, for Neymar to one day look back at his career. You know, I could have been the guy. Yeah. Uh, but I was... I'm happy to be top five. You know, he's, he's going to probably end his career... Bad. But he's going to end his career as Brazil's all-time top scorer, Brazil's all-time appearance maker, maybe a World Cup, maybe when? even a World in, Cup. In what, in what universe? You don't think Brazil are going into the World Cup next year as the favourites? Are you watching that side? No, I am. Brazilian teams do really well. They're not like the European. The European teams struggle to adapt to Africa, Asia, when mm. World Cups are there. Mm. Brazilians are cool. They get it. They're fine. They can go to America. They, they're very adaptable. I think Brazil, not only do they have a great side, right? They've got a top coach because he's getting performances out of Fred. 
But when was the last time? It's getting performances team, out of Fred. When was the last time a, a South American team won a World Cup in Europe? Back in back in Pele's day. You see what I mean? Back in Pele's day. But they're adaptable. Up until Spain, they were the only team to ever win a World Cup outside of their home continent. Well, that's right? good. That, yeah, Things have sure. changed. Things have changed. It's very different. You had to, listen, True. you had to get there by boat, by horse, by carriage. Yeah, they won in America. Be carried on the back of slaves. That's how they got to World Cup. But Argentina won, won outside their continent. Mexico, it is sick. Well, te- yeah, technicality. Well. Technicality, right? Yeah. <laughs> technicality until Spain came along. Listen, I've got to tell you, Brazil... Don't look past. Don't look very far. Oh well, past they're always Brazil. going to be favourites. Don't look cow. very far past Brazil for this World Cup. Listen, I mean, Richarlison, Rafinha, Firmino. Gabriel Jesus, they have got everything they, they stacked, eh? twice. They've got the two best goalkeepers in the world. They've got the two best, and they distribute. Oh, who who plays? You know what I'm saying? Brazil have got everything twice. They got everything twice. Don't you heard it here first? For me, they, I do not look past Brazil as winners on the next World oh Cup. Goodness. They've got everything twice. they got everything. Right. So, uh, like you say, not a good day for Pochettino to have that performance. But City, just turn it on, man. Did you see Riyad Mahrez yesterday having the time of his life? And again, unbelievable. Listen, PSG was set up wrong. I don't think as a team they structured properly, which is mm. not good. If you if you're looking at this guy to come take over the mess at Manchester United, guys, the, the like the, the city, you know what it does. Bar line, we're going to square it. It's happened. It's the most, and he Pep's been doing that since his Barcelona days. They hug the touchline. Replica goals, replica goals, but they do it so well, so perfectly. Right, you can't get past them. So that is Group A. Group A is pretty much wrapped up. PSG and Man City both mm. go through. Uh, RB Leipzig continue to dis- flatter to deceive. Uh, you know, we keep hearing great things about this club. Are they going to challenge in Germany? Are they going to yeah. be the guys? Just glorified marketing exercise. Uh, Group B, I'm going to pop it up there. James asked me, how do I feel about Porto losing to Liverpool? I think like how water is wet, Porto will lose to Liverpool. <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> James, what do you think about that? <laughs> I... Uh... There's there's a couple of things in life that are um, inevitable. Uh, Liverpool winning. Um, this guy. <laughs> no, I'll take that back immediately. I'm just happy we 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 won the group of death, which Senzo doesn't believe is the group of death. And and let let's just say, not only did you win the group of death, you obliterated it. it. You killed the group of death. Hey man, I'm I'm just here. You know, I'm just a supporter. You know, it's not much, but it's honest work. Liverpool, Liverpool did, FC against Paris Saint-Germain. They did not. Liverpool did not look uncomfortable for one minute in, in this entire group. I'm not even talking about this game. Did you see Salah put somebody in a washing machine in a tumble dryer? So on Salah's goal, look, we're going to get to that. On Salah's goal, when that Porto player went on his backside, Ooh. you just saw the whole Porto team go. No, oh, oh, well, we know how this ends. They just, they just, as that guy lunged, the whole team went. Done. Oh well, we're oh, done. That's a goal, yeah. But that was not the goal of the game. My Ooh. God, guys, you could hit a football a thousand times. You will never hit a ball like Alcantara. I mean, when your father is my zinu, you got to know that the guy's got something, right? 
Maybe you haven't watched it yet. Maybe you haven't ch- checked it out yet. What are, if you you're live you right now? Do you know if Thiago could have played for three countries? Eh? Spain, Brazil, and Italy. He was born in Italy. Oh, while his father was playing there. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I want you to not. This is not good, right? But you deserve it. Some goals are so good. Pause this. If you're watching YouTube, pause this, and just Google that technique. That technique. Thiago's right? goal against Porto. You're probably going to find it on some weird stream because you for like taking stuff off. You've got to check out that goal comeback. I even asked the guys because I'd, I'd watched it a few times but I hadn't like paused any of it. I thought it, went, I thought it deflected off somebody. I thought it didn't even touch the ground. I thought it like dipped and went up again. I it, thought it defied. Some funny glide on the ground. Yeah, it's, Amazing. It, was, it's, um, it, it, it caressed. It caressed. No, that, that, that ball did Some things. Some special and oftentimes those players wear red. I'm just saying. So, James, listen, I want to talk to you about uh, Thiago because obviously he came in with a massive reputation. He's being linked with a move, unimaginative move back to Barcelona. Uh, he came in, this was supposed to be the guy. We saw the good things he, he did at uh, Bayern Munich. He never really you took did, off you, at Barcelona. Well, at Barcelona, there were. The Xavi and Iniesta, you know. Yeah. You know, he had no chance. So, he never really took off at Bayern, came into Liverpool, and he was accused a lot of last season for Liverpool be, being crap because he wasn't moving the ball as quickly as they need. Yeah, I want to hear from James because Liverpool supporters love Thiago. Um, so you know what's interesting? I think more so than a lot of other nationalities, I for some reason feel like Spanish and Portuguese players struggle to to find form in the Premier League. No, um, and he did struggle a lot last season, especially with injury and stuff. But the games that he did play, if you just watched him. Um, his his distribution and his his controlling of the the area that he was sort of set up to control that like right sort of central area, um, and his sort of ability to slow down the game. When, yeah, he detects the tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I he plays. Think, he says, "Guys, listen, you're going to play to my pace now. You know, lo- no look passes like." Thiago's something but, special. But is this not like... There, there, there's a bit of a tactical evolution in teams that press, right? Mm. So the first round of pressing was manic. Everyone just presses hard it's crazy. all the time. But it's changed a little bit now. That the press is activated at different times at different paces. And when and you're in that, different positions, yeah. Right? And um, possibly this change. Because even Liverpool have done it. Liverpool have adapted it. Chelsea adapted all these high, even City have adapted. Do you know? Do you know who are the first team I saw do it? Dortmund under Klopp. Well, that was that crazy press. Yeah, that right? Gergen, that super Gergen right. press. Right, yeah. but they've adapted a little bit because it's killing players. You can't do it. It's not sustainable. You right, can't it's play not like sustainable. That. Yeah. So it probably coincides with Liverpool adapting slightly tactically, with Thiago becoming a bit more of a linchpin. James, is he the key to your success this season? Do you think? Um. If if he has a very very good season, I think by the end of the season, Liverpool fans will be asking who's Genie Wijnaldum. That's mm. got to be all about Salah, though. I was telling Ryan this morning, actually, dude, this man is—he just gets it and he goes, <laughs> and now he takes people on not by pace. Now he he's just like, oh okay, I can do this. Diff touch. That man's in the form of his life, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's. <laughs> He's used the same skill to dribble <laughs> everybody seven different players everybody and all in the same area of the box. Everybody. But he gets it and it's like, okay, touch. And 
sometimes they double up on him and it doesn't work. Potent. It's potent stuff from Salah. Listen, you got to look. Uh, we don't know when the draw, the draw gets made next week, I think. I think so, yeah. I th- oh, no, it won't be. I'm talking, I'm talking nonsense. The group is not done yet. December. It's not done yet. It's the second week of December. But you've got to say, uh, not only are City and Liverpool the best teams in the Premier League. City and Liverpool. Or and I still, I still say it's City and Liverpool. Chelsea. No, I still think Chelsea City and Liverpool. Organized. I still think City and Liverpool, you're going to go a long way. The team that finishes above them in the Premier League wins the league. The team that beats them wins the Champions League. These are the two best teams yeah. in the world. Kills me to say it. So the rest of that group is Porto, Milan, Atletico Madrid. That group is still wide open. Well, it's second place, yeah. Wide open yeah, for, because, for because in that group. What Milan did yesterday, throwing a span in the works. Eh? What's going on at, at, at Atletico Madrid? Uh, they've, they've been figured out. You think so? They've been figured out. Same coach, been there for a very they've long time. They've been figured out. And they're very defensive. They are very defensive. It doesn't, you know, you've noticed teams, it doesn't help to be defensive anymore in, in, in VAR. But especially VAR like when you've got that kind of talent. Do they have talent though? Of course they do. But do they really? No. Do they, do they really have talent that allows them to go out and be freewheeling attacking? Actually, no, but that's why All Black also makes all those saves. That's what I'm saying. So we like to think, oh, but Atletico Madrid, they got this talent. They got Luis Suarez, great. He had a fantastic season last but season. But he's not Luis Age Suarez. is catching up with him. Griezmann is a busted. Griezmann's broken. Yeah, mentally, yeah. Who knows what happened with him? Sure. And Joao Felix is threatening to be a never been. You know, a huge potential. Never was, yeah. It's not quite clicking. So do they really and Carrasco's have, just in everybody's way. Well, you know. You know, I, I, I don't believe you're a player who can go off and play in China and be motivated to come back and be a success in Europe. Mm. I, I'm sorry. So I know a lot of people go, oh, let's go. They need to change. But when you actually look at the makeup of that squad and their attacking talent. Mm, Lorenzo is the only guy for me. Right. And is he really this attacking superstar? So I don't know. I think Atletico Madrid are doing what they're doing. That's huge there. Do Atletico ever pull the, the, pull the trigger on Simeone? Nah. You don't think so? Done too Who much. Who are you going to fetch? Too much credit. Who are you going to fetch? Forget about that. It, you know, clubs, they don't worry about who's next. They just worry about you're not the guy anymore. Hey, listen, if Atletico go out of the Champions League bottom of the group, there's a serious conversation to have. Serious conversation. Yeah. Maybe they win La Liga again. Maybe Champions League is secondary to them. But that is not a good look. AC Milan, I love it. Listen, love AC Milan. Glorious team from the 80s and Steven 90s. KFC. Super club. Um, Stephen Kessie, best listen aside from Salah, best African player. Sadio Mane. Nah, Kessie, Kessie's uh, better than me. Mendy. Kessie's better for me. But Mendy. Kessie's better for me. Then Mendy. Kessie's better for better they keep than me. Keeper Mendy. We're gonna sad. Guys, can I just say, if someone was watching or listening to the podcast, all of that repetition was a lot. Was a lot. That was a lot. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for the on-the-job, on-the-job. Repetition's uh, the father of learning, James. <laughs> Say again? Repetition's the father of learning. Repetition is the father of lonely. Learning. Oh, I was going to say that makes no sense. But um, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's not repeat. Let's get into Group C. Ajax, top scorers in the Champions League. Haller. Sebastian Haller. What the hell is going on there? He's Haller. Guy, listen, he scored a lot of goals before coming into West Ham. Totally flopped out there. Didn't work it out. Goes right into... Now. But again, now we're talking about T- Ten Hag, another guy linked to the Manchester United job. Why the hell are you leaving Ajax now? No, no, no. Let it cook for a bit. Are Ajax on course for another semi-final run? Let it cook. 
Let them do it. Let's see what happens. Let it cook. Let's see what happens. They've skipped the COVID year. Next year, everyone's finances are back. Asset strip, IX, and start all over again. Listen, I'm going to take a moment to speak about... No, 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 no. Dortmund were the losers to the glorious Lions of Lisbon. Sporting, decimating Dortmund. Taking, Taking them apart. So, obviously, what you're talking about is I think what you're talking about is the incident where Paulinho, my namesake, goes down under a very not-there challenge, right? He kicked Emre Chan and Emre Chan gets sent off. All i got to say here, children, this camera, I'm looking at you. Well, Emre can't. Emre can't. Uncle Paulo wants to tell you a thing about Portuguese footballers. If you are stupid enough to give them a chance to do that to you, you deserve everything that is coming your way. You don't even have to be a professional. Maybe you're going to go play indoor soccer tonight. Maybe you've got some Portuguese friends. You guys get together on the weekend. Corsa, where's that club there in Krugersdorp? All the kids go play there. Ramsic, you've got a social team. There are Portuguese guys playing against you. If you give them a chance to die. Very smart guys. Skaldaga. The very smart guys. Shithousery. You give them that chance, they will take it. And you deserve everything you get. Emre? Can't. Can't. Can't believe that he got sent off for that. You give a Portuguese player a chance, he's going to do it. It's beautiful. I love it. Listen, the Sporting Lisbon story, I I shouldn't have called them Sporting Lisbon, I know better than that. The Sporting story, five years ago, this club, right, the club president allowed hooligans into the change room to beat up players. Good. Right? We lost. We lost almost 200 million euros worth of players who effectively walked out of their contracts. And here we are, for the first time in our history, out of the group stage in the Champions League, in not an easy group. Dortmund was supposed to win this group. Yeah, they were supposed to win They were it. supposed to win this group. There they sit with a minus six goal difference. Sporting are, a, you know, when you're a Manchester United fan, you actually forget what it's like watching your team being well coached. Mm. Sporting are as drilled... Old. But as coached, as perfected a team as you're going to see. But we all know that's like, you know, that's the, that's the cauldron of Portuguese talent. We all know. And we've lost that. We've lo- no, we've lost that. So this was a very bad uh, period of management in the team. And Benfica have overtaken. You want to hear the players who've come out of Benfica over the t- past 10 years? Oh, yeah, no, no. Can I start no. naming? Edison, Alisson, João Cancelo, uh, David Luiz, Di Maria, Bernard Silva, Ruben Dias, Ruben Dias, and I've probably forgotten a few others, right? <laughs> Three of the best players in the Premier League right now came out the Benfica Academy. Did not play a game for them. Bernard Silva played one game as a right back. Where did Joe Felix come? Joe Felix from Benfica. Renato Sanchez from Benfica. So Sporting lost that. Paulo, so, I love it when you speak Portuguese. You do love it, hey? I do. You do love it. Mm. To bang, to bang. Maybe just now I'll do a Ronaldo impression for you. Oh my God, oh my God. Yes, you can take that, take that home. Uh, let's go to Group D, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, dominating that group, FC Sheriff. Inter Milano. What happened in that game? I didn't, I didn't watch the Inter game. Eden Dzeko happened. Eden Dzeko happened. He's just beast mode, that guy. He's angry. He just loves the goal. Karim Benzema, listen, the story's going on Can now, obviously. The convict. We've been speaking about Karim, Karim Benzema, the sex tape case with Matthew Valbuena. A couple year of years ago. Sentence. Yep. A couple of years ago, some guys find a sex tape on Matthew Valbuena. Do you still call it a sex tape if you find it on a phone? Because you're not 
it's James, only, it's only what's your thought on that? Well, what else would you call it if you found it on your phone? Well, surely, I mean, it's it's a taping of a sex because a sex tape is an actual cassette tape. You're too young to probably even think of cassette tape. I'm a good Christian boy. I don't even know what sex is. No, very good. Very good. Do you call it a sex tape if you find it on a phone? A sex video. A sex video. Some guys found it. They threatened Val Buena. They're going to blackmail him. him, yeah. Karen Benzema was allegedly involved. He said it wasn't him. He tried to. He said he was just trying to mediate and tell them, don't blackmail my friend. He should have stayed out of it. Should have stayed out of it. Lost his place in the French team. Was a pariah in French football for a long time. He's come back. He's the guy. Possibly best player in La Liga this season. He's the face of La Liga. And um, he's been found guilty. Found guilty. He's a convict. One year he's appealing it. But uh, <laughs> listen, this has been going on for too long. It needs to go away. Yeah, exactly. He should, shouldn't he just come out and say, look, I did it. I did it. Make it go away. I'll pay a fine. I'll make a sex tape of my own that Valbuena can sell. Well... That's how I deal with it. Punishment must fit the crime. Punishment must the scales, yeah. must fit the crime. Justice. Bas- Bayern Munich, 15 points, Clean. 19 goals scored. Lewandowski has got... What the hell is going on at Bayern Munich? Zuba Bayern. This is crazy stuff, along with uh, Liverpool and... Uh, and uh, Man City and okay Ryan not Ryan Reynolds I'll put Chelsea in there mm. Bayern Munich you're looking at probably not looking at your final four but you've got to put those four Bayern Munich are just so powerful they're juggernaut eh? Nagelsmann is doing all the things skateboarding into, into training Lewandowski just scoring goals for fun so listen we uh, the big debate on uh, play of the year it has to be him why why, why not Salah 41 goals it's not Goal scorer of the year. Yeah. It's player of the year. Well, we all know who should have won it last year. Now, COVID won it last year. Yeah, why? Because Leon Golski was goaling. Yeah, but we're talking about this year. James and James and Senzo fight. So, because if you're going to give it to Lewandowski and the... But Levin, Leon Golski scores all kinds of goals. It's, it's but, not, but it's not goal scorer exactly. of the year. Then we're looking at the Pushkas or the Golden Boot or something else. Hmm. So how, how do you validate? Take away Lewandowski's but Messi goals. Is win it though. Take away Lewandowski's goals, right? Do you still give it to him versus Salah? Salah, yes, top scorer. Salah scores goals, but Salah does a lot of other things. But Messi's going to win it though. Take them out of it, right? So pretend we live in a fair and just world, okay? Pretend Messi and Ronaldo aren't in the running for it. They're ineligible for I don't know sending dick pics to Sepp Blatter or wow. something, right? So let's put the argument there, Lewandowski. Or Salah. Or Jorginho. So, or Kante. No, no, you, you've, 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 you've got your horse. Let's just use Lewandowski and Salah. Why, why must we throw in Jorginho and stuff now? Well, maybe you should bring in, maybe you should bring in Jorginho. Uh, um, uh, Ryan, not Ryan. Maybe Ryan, not Ryan. Reynolds wants to bring in Jorginho. Ryan, do you want to bring in Jorginho? Do you think he's a Ballon d'Or winner? Uh, no. Golo Kante? Uh, you- I, I, I would. Say Kante, but he's okay, been but okay. injured for a little while, so I'm going to rule him out as well. So wh- why would you say Salah, uh, James? Why would I say Salah? Mm. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter what I'm about to say. No, go ahead, bro. just going to say I'm no, a Liverpool supporter. No, so. go ahead, bro. So outside of goal-scoring ability, um, Salah is also a... 
uh, a playmaker. Oh, I've still got this graphic on the screen. That's my bad. Um, Salah is a playmaker um, mm-hmm. as well as a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He's not just a, I can do a bicycle kick every second game or score seven goals in five minutes. Right? Mm-hmm. That, to me, is is a pretty incredible strength to have. I'm not saying Lewandowski is a sure. terrible player. I think he's good. I think he's incredible. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like Paolo says, the, this is not for the FIFA Golden Boot Award. Mm. It's for the best player, the player that's had the most... Uh, Impact on his team. Exactly. Good argument, Senza. Why Lewandowski? You, and you've got to call him Lewandowski. You can't call him Lewandowski. And you can't argument. bring in Jorginho or Kante or anything. We're doing it's Lewandowski, Salah. That's what we're doing. Lewandowski's carrying Poland by himself. Carrying it. Salah's carrying Egypt by himself. Yeah, correct. No, Bitsom Simon is carrying Egypt. Karaj technically is carrying Egypt. <laughs> so... They admit defeat. You got to give it. I know you. Nah, I know you yeah. hate Liverpool players. You got to give it. Yeah. You. You. Okay. Let's, let's sensational. Let, let's do it this way. It's let's, hard to watch it. Let's do it this way, right? We are playing FIFA. Right. Right. You got and you get given one of those cards. You know the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can only take Lewandowski or Salah. Okay. The rest of your team's rubbish. Mm-hmm. So it's when you start out and you're full of like Gillingham players, right? Mm-hmm. You can only take Lewandowski or Salah for your FIFA team. James, who do you take? Salah every single day of the week. Senza? Salah. Fast. Done. This is how they decide the world's best player. <laughs> no, <laughs> Imagine you're like, building a FIFA no, no, ultimate cause, team. Because we all know FIFA. Do you know what the cheat is on FIFA? Do we know it's a cheat? Just get, just get paced. Well, the whole of FIFA is a cheat. The whole, whole of FIFA. I don't know. I think... Um, <sighs> outside of Salah, I think probably Lewandowski wins. No, Messi. What has Messi done, bro? He's won the Copa, whatever it is, and then Pichichi, my man. <laughs> Bless you. This is <laughs> the PTP takeover of the MKT show. It is the interim before the interim. Umbolelo Tinta is in Cape Town. We can track him. He's calling me a dictator on the comments. I'm not here for that. Uh, drop us a comment. Help defend me on YouTube uh, live right now. Uh, we're going to be back. We'll just go through the last few Champions League groups uh, before we get into Paolo's weird world of football. And Senzo, we've loaded data onto his laptop so he can check out some social medias and tell us what's happening in the world of other sports, maybe. Let's not be so selfish. Maybe people like other sports. <laughs> Shame. Shame for them. Be back in a bit. Central.com. <laughs> Listen, live is live. <laughs> if the camera's not going to mess up on you, the sound's going to go, or Sipo sitting there in the wings cannot switch off the air conditioner. <laughs> oh, lol. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain. Listen, I want to know what you two miscreants were laughing at in the break. Um... We've found out that 
Oh, this is a, a dead, dead air, dead air. <sighs> if you were Ryan, on a radio station, the backup CD would have kicked in. Comment Ryan, on the screen. What, Ryan, what were we laughing at? I was laughing at that comment in the <laughs> Mm. I was what laughing at the comment I'll, 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 I'll show you what we were laughing at Okay but just there I just want to yeah, give yeah, a shout out to my one. friend Ivan over there I think it's his first time checking into the show The man we used to call Balo Balotelli All the, the same skill as Balotelli But a nicer guy Imagine Balotelli's talent With Kante's temperament Best player ever That is my guy Ivan Over there Good for, Thank you Thank you for tuning in <laughs> this is what the guys were laughing at Mark saying I think if Senzo really could he would vote for Pogba I hate you guys you guys you must would. go sleep Senzo you would though. <laughs> Senzo you, you would though you took a long time to turn against Pogba you're one of those guys I'm loyal man you still think he could do it if Pogba had to sign a new contract tomorrow you'd still believe in him wouldn't you of course you see I'm we, surprised there's not um, a Pogba like cutout in the studio yet because I remember when when Ronaldo just got signed, that was the first thing Senzo was looking for, was a oh, Ronaldo. Remember, he was going to do yes. the whole Ronaldo cutout thing. I don't know what mm. happened to it. Mm. But I'm yeah. surprised it's not a Pogba one. Oh, you know what? I love, I love those periods of the season where Pogba's out for like 10 weeks and we don't have to like think about him. He's not a problem. You know, and then invariably he gets fit again when the transfer window's open. Have you noticed that? So he's out now. He will get fit again the last week of December. Have a great January we think it's going to change. We think it'll be better. It we never hope. gets better. It's the hope that kills you, man. I, I, I'm terribly you. sorry. I know this is completely out of nowhere. Um, but I just read something on Twitter that I think is really cool. Um, and again, I'm sorry it's completely out of nowhere and has nothing to do with the Champions League or Paul Pogba. Um, it's probably the furthest thing from both of those things. But I just saw this now on Twitter uh gold.com brentford have announced uh that they will not change their home kit for next season uh to save money and help the environment well there isn't that lovely brentford they're saving the toidles that ryan doesn't care about do you know that's not true do you know teams like brentford and teams with hoops those those are annoying teams i i, I support one because the kit always looks the same so how would we know if they didn't change it that's red and white point. stripes or red and white stripes. True. Or they're white and red. Oh, see, there you go. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the story, spoke about the story about the uh, Premier League. There is a homeless charity that wanted all the, on Boxing Day. Yeah, no one's allowed to wear away kits. Yeah, for the uh, Premier League, yeah. the home teams to wear their away kits as part of an, an, an initiative to promote homelessness. Well, Anti-home. Like, nobody wants to promote homelessness. What does it have to do with anti-home business? It's about n not feeling at home. Oh, Something like that. Okay. So, all the home teams... Homeless. Are gonna, homeless. Yeah. So, I don't, they want, don't want to promote homelessness. They want to promote being... They want yeah. to promote hope. It's topsy-turvy. I'll stop that there. Okay. But, listen, Ryan. Ryan, why do you hate turtles? No, I, I said this isn't true because... Uh, when I went to Cape Town, I did have biogradable straws. Biogradable? Biodegradable okay. straws. You shouldn't and even have that. You should have steel straws, my daughter tells me. Steel straws? No, no, no. You see... Don't steal straws. Straws made from steel. 
My, my whole thing you get the straws for free. On, on you don't have. Why would you steal something you get for free, Ryan? <laughs> this, you're a maniac. God damn. He's a lunatic. No, my thing is, where do people store these steel straws? Because now, do wow, we have, you like we to, have to add to, like everywhere we go, we have to take a straw with us now. I've got to tell you, it's a pain, right? So my daughter's into this thing, doesn't want straws. She's got steel straws. Listen, they're great. They look very nice. They're a pain to wash because stuff gets stuck in straws. Now, where do you keep it? Now, because you're a female, you have a bag. It's easy to put in there. If you're a guy, we're going prison rules here, guys. How do you get stuff in and out of prison? Where do you store your permanent straw? This is what I'm saying. we got to learn keystering. <laughs> but even then, why would you want the straw? Like, guys. Oh, the old prison wallet. The old prison wallet. I was just merely pointing out to MKT that in Joburg, in Gauteng, we don't have turtles, so we shouldn't have to put up with all but that save the turtles nonsense. You and understand water runs down, down, and we're up, and then water goes down to the sea where Cape Town is. Yeah, but then just throw your straws away. Like, surely they, we have a disposable system that people they, can come and collect straws. But they don't, they don't, they stay forever. You know, they the government use plastics. I, doesn't know service deliver. Because we don't recycle in this country. So your straws never go away. That one straw that you had. It's un- always the last straw. Because you know what happens. You see, and, and Ryan's the problem. Because Ryan, all weekend, straw pedos. That's what this guy's doing. <laughs> okay, I got introduced to straw pedos this weekend. A brutal fruit straw pedo. And I know Ryan straw pedoing the whole weekend. Single use plastics. Yes, Ryan. Yes, and James, do you want to know what a What's, straw pedo is? No, no, no. Ask what a straw pedo is. Have you never had a straw pedo? No, Ryan no. is going to tell James what a straw pedo is. Tell me what a straw pedo is, Remember, James has been living that healthy life <laughs> for about eight weeks. Mm. So, you know, maybe he's missed on the straw pedo phase. Probably, yeah. It's so, matric rage. So, if you're a matric, you're about to go down on VAC. Yeah, yeah. You're about to go start the fourth, fifth, sixth wave all by yourself by <laughs> getting... by <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> by, by playing tonsil hockey with, with Elise from grade eight... <laughs> That's gross. But <laughs> wow. Listen closely to what a straw pedo is from a man who I've heard they call him the straw pedo king. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know yeah, they getting, call him that. They call him that was humble brag. <laughs> but James, back in the day, what we used to do is, or it's even just before you hit a club. I'd well, say. back in the day, as in Saturday, this past Saturday. <laughs> so, well, back in my days they used to take uh you know the spins okay and then what they do is they put a straw in they bend it over the side and then you can down it and then there's air coming through so it doesn't have to stop you can just sort of all the motion thing on the screen i'm noticing a very we won't focus on that <laughs> but what i'm saying is you can drink it straight without worrying about bubbles interfering the the drinking process and you can just down it straight away so 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 james it's like down downs but the clever kids who are miscreants and decided, you know, the kids who get on their report card, lots of potentials, like doesn't pay attention in class. Yeah. They, they figured out a way to actually now stop that when you're downing, that stuff comes back up on you. Now with torpedoes, it doesn't. It's just a continuous flow straight down the gullet. And you get... You get knocked Strawpedos. You get torpedoes. Sure. That uh, sounds intense. Now, Ryan, you said that you can do it with a spin-off spin. Okay, we don't necessarily... Other brands are available. I did it with a Brutal Fruit. Okay. It did brutal. not make me feel tougher. I guys, gotta tell you. guys can drink pink drinks. I've got to tell you. Dave. 
did not make me feel Wait, tired. but I have to ask, now, did you do a straw pedal with a metal straw? No, you with the plastic, man. this is the problem, the so plastic straw. I don't think you can be environmentally conscious and drunk at the same time. Well, I think you just stumbled onto a good business opportunity. Ah. Uh, a steel straw pedal straw. This is good stuff because it could be, <laughs> I, I like that. Ryan's in with me. Unbelievable. Like we said earlier, you don't have to know how to make an iPhone to run Apple. Exactly. That's Ryan over there. <laughs> so that's a public service announcement. If you are heading down on matric vacation, if you're in matric or maybe you're one of those creepy old guys. There's always that creepy old Honestly, guy. On his eighth vac. <laughs> that goes yeah, yeah, on yeah, vac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there for his eighth vac. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm in my fourth year at Wits studying marketing or something. It's always weird because there's always the guy who finished matric the year before that goes. Mm-hmm. And even he's like, oh, you shouldn't really be here. Yeah. But then you, when you're like the fourth year and you're there, don't be doing that. Don't be doing Trick that. back, huh? Is that still happening this year? They said it's happening. Only vaccinated kids can go. Vax for vac. That's why they call it vac, huh? There you go. There you go. Well done. Well done, guys. Good to see that you've been paying attention. Uh, and yeah, it's still happening. Listen, they, they say that kicked off the third wave last year. <laughs> Matric vac. Lacca Belito. Have you heard how organized it is now? Yeah. Matric vac. When I went, there was... Um, I can't remember if... It, yeah, it was just before... You had to buy tokens. There's no cash. What? Yeah, it's all loaded onto a card yeah, yeah, yeah. or oh, yeah, yeah. a it's band. Like, uh, Howlow, whatever. So yeah. you, so you buy. Um, <clears throat> when I went, you buy your your pass, like gold, platinum, whatever it is, and then you load your money onto an NFC tag, mm. and mm. then to pay for stuff, you just scan or whatever. And you can't just randomly go into a club. You have to have this tag mm. to let you in. Listen here, I don't know about you guys, I'm mean, a little bit older than you, but I mean, I was in no state. Is, is it a very easy process to do? Because I remember my trick vac, vac, like in, you were in getting my funded. days. Like I had no idea where I was going. We ended no, up in places, in other people's cars. I don't know how I paid for things. I mean, is this, you just basically walking around showing people your arm? Uh, <laughs> kind of, not really. Um, also, I, I went with a, like a group of friends where we did the thing that everybody else did, like went to the club that everyone went to and that whole thing. But then we also had nights where we were doing our own thing. Right. And we didn't need to show our arms or whatever. So... Party all the time, it's quite intense. Uh, Yeah, you get sick of each other. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, Also the drama that goes down. I got back back from VAC and I slept like 18 hours in a row. Kids no, these... because people were getting evicted at like 5 in the morning for throwing a TV outside a hotel. I was like, well, what do you expect? <laughs> See, those are the kind of people like I try to avoid during my back experience. But it happens though. It happens so easily. We broke a lift on ours. Wow. The so, lift... did so, did so, so So the lift stopped. A guy freaked out because he's claustrophobic oh, and he smashed God. the glass. In the... But it was, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know when you go to, we, we were in Belito. Um, and everything's old in Belito. And uh, you know, you get those lifts that like oh. basically go up the height of this studio. Oh my god. You know, goodness. I mean, we're, we're probably Just about like, stairs, then, like five, four meters or so. And it was one of those. So he like jumped like a meter, broke a lift. Anyway, that's Matric Vac. Huge, huge, huge tradition in South Africa. Um, and there's, there's, it's spring break for high school kids. It's spring break for high school kids, 100%. People who are not emotionally ready. For that amount of drinking and drama. <laughs> Let's uh, finish up the Champions League. 
Uh, unbelievably, Manchester United are through with no real hassles. Can you believe Can you it? Imagine. Uh, Villarreal and Atalanta in a final day shootout uh, for that second place. That's effectively a knockout game. Really, really is. It is at a, Atalanta and Villarreal cannot score goals. So, uh, missing a lot of players. Hopefully, those guys could be back to swing it for them. Group G is a Europa League group. Let's be honest. And the worst thing is, Sevilla are in there, and they can't even get out of it. Why did they even bother? Why didn't Sevilla just go straight to Europa League? Yeah, that's, that's their happy place. Yeah. That's where they want to be. I don't know, man. That's where they want to the be. Like, James just wants to be in Ryan's bosom. It's your happy place. Just go They're there. bosom buddies. It's Look true. At, Look it's true. It's, it's, it's like MKT and Senzel. Look at those two there. Look at they, they, like, they, they do the show and they agree all the time. And, oh, no, you're right. And you're right. No, stop it. You're right. We're bosom buddies too. Bosom buddies. So Group G bores me to death. Uh, group H, listen, I'm going to give some respect there. Um, Put some respect. Oh, maybe I won't. I'm not getting caught up in Chelsea. I'm not getting Chal- caught up who? in Chelsea. Uh, I'm going to do it because MKT is not here. We spit on that scarf. Very disrespectful, by the way. I'm not getting caught up in Chelsea because every season there is a team that about this time of year, they turn the afterburners on, they dominate at Christmas, they say title over by February, yeah. give them the title oh, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, I'm not getting caught up in Chelsea. Don't get me wrong. They're playing fantastic football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's such a big deal beating Juventus these days. You know, four is a, okay. Four is impressive, but I don't know if it's that big a deal beating Juventus. And I'm not getting caught up in Chelsea. Get they, they're looking the good. They're looking good. And and I mean the way they've got their fullbacks playing, it's modern. I love it. It's great. I'm just not getting caught up in it. Ryan, fight me. Can 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 I just jump in because even James and I were having this conversation the other day about Reese James. Oh yeah, he is on fire lately, and he's a bastard. Second best right back in the league right now. <laughs> okay. What? His his reaction when he scored that goal? I mean, that goal was beautiful. Second best right back in the league. I'd say. And one Bissaka's first, obviously. No, Jean Cancelo. <laughs> oh, Jean Cancelo is not a right back. He's a false two. Jean Cancelo starts at right back. That's where he starts when he comes out. Yeah. So, Reese James, when he scored that goal, that celebration was cold. It was like, I hate, how dare you be on the same field as me? How dare any of you? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's quite an impressive uh, role he's having lately, let's just say. He's scoring almost every game he's playing. Yeah. And even MKT calls him a BBW, but it's, that's not stopping him. <laughs> no, listen, the way Tuchel has got that Chelsea team drilled. They're uh, organized. And, and, and the fullbacks, and, and I don't know if in, a, a lot of people watched the analysis over the weekend of Chelsea and how oh, they pressed and, Oh, no. Listen, don't get me wrong. They are playing fantastically well. They're changing players. Even Ruben Loftus cheek and that, I'm going to call him Datsun and Hoya. <laughs> I cannot. Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi. Why can't I get his name out ben of my mouth? Ben also chiming. I mean, they're, they're bringing in tossed out players who are doing well, but I'm just not getting caught up in it. I, Trevor Colliber. Uh, see what I'm saying? Chaloba. What? Chaloba. Ch- okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to correct because I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 had, I had Captain my Captain America. 
But listen, well done to Chelsea. Top of that group, top of the Premier League. Everything is going well. But I'm telling you, I'm not getting caught up in it. I'm not. I'm not getting caught up in it. I still think. Oh, you've got what to happened get past this weekend? Carrick's I was waiting for that, Senzo. What are you worried about? Carrick's at the wheel. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Preview it. But no manager, no problem. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> no manager, no problem. What they're going to do? Sack the interim to get in an interim. They're going to sack the interim. Who does that? Give it to Carras till the end of the season. This is Manchester United where they will sack the interim before the interim. <laughs> so that is the Champions League. Looking really hot, looking really interesting. Juventus also threw in that group after taking a pasting. Uh, sad fall from grace for Juventus. Ronaldo was obviously the problem there, like he is at Manchester United. Senzo, I don't know if you got any social media to get into as he looks panicked. He was looking at the screen just now. He got course corrected. No, Make sure you're not always LeBron. looking at the screen. Stop looking for social media. It's like LeBron. No, just about about LeBron James, oh, what's, baby. What's he going on? What's he going on? Uh, well, they're saying he's di- disturbing the Lakers dynamic, but he just dropped 39, 5 and 5. What is going on in sports that guys who are doing their job are being blamed for other people not doing their job? They're just making everybody else look bad. Is, is that where we are now? So is this what happens when you I do mean, participation trophies yeah, well. that when you have goats and they are now being called out, say, oh, LeBron. But goats how, need everything, remember? How dare you score so many points? How dare you still be so good? You're making everyone else look bad. No, hey, Ronaldo, stop scoring so many goals. You're, carry, you're making us look bad. It's the money thing, bro. It's the money thing. So, you, you, listen, I heard you and Ryan having chat about this earlier. Maybe you want to bring Ryan in about Kobe and the Lakers and what's going on there. Let's get into the story. What are you guys feeling about the whole situation? About what? So, about, about LeBron now. No, no, I, I like him. You can't dispute LeBron. You can't dispute. You can't dispute LeBron. I don't know why he... I don't know why Ryan's hating. No, I just... Like I've always said, I don't like sportsmen who think they're bigger than he the actual though. sport. No, he does. But wh- wh- okay. why would you say that? Ryan, why, why, would, you, why would you say that? Because give a, give a uses... bit of a background on the story. Let's give a bit of a background on what we're talking about. Well, he uses a lot of his platform for many other things aside from actual sports. But he performs. But he's still performing. No, he does though. perform, but I mean, he also causes a lot of trouble. Look at, look at what like, just happened like about, what? What, beginning of the week. Guys, I'm not into basketball and Paolo's right. We need context. I no, don't know what we're talking about. LeBron James punched that guy in the face. But, oh, I saw that. That was wild. Yeah. But I mean, that was wild. You, nothing will happen to LeBron James because he's LeBron James. But and that's like he, the first thing he's done. Like, like, you never hear bad stuff about LeBron James. Ever. Hardly. You can but, only critique him on his game. But that's also another problem is like the fact is... No one, no one will say anything bad about him because if you if you really make him angry, then you're gonna drive, you're gonna cause other riots. Like they won't say anything bad about LeBron James because he's bigger than, or he thinks he's bigger than the actual sport. I'm not just being harsh by LeBron James. I don't like a lot of sportsmen who think they're bigger than the actual sport themselves. So, so I I used to not like Ronaldo when he first when when he was first at United because he had such a big ego. Because uh, he was the best player in the world at 23. Maybe so, but I I just didn't like that fact. Like again, you like football made you what you are. Don't Do don't not, now undermine football. He, but he now, if you look at him, he's taking more of a leadership role, and I I like that. LeBron Bro, James, he just gets angry and he's Ronaldo's one of the and, biggest givers. Like he's so charitable. He's so charitable. Yeah, when he when he wants to be. 
Right. Looking at some of the comments on YouTube, uh, Ivan saying that Brentford should sign Greta Thunberg. You think so? What do you guys think? Listen, as uh, you know, Greta Thunberg, nothing makes middle-aged white men angrier than Greta Thunberg. So I shouldn't be commenting on that. But maybe Brentford should <laughs> be bringing her in. We know we got a lot of Chelsea fans listening to the show. Africa's, the whole of Africa has just cancelled Klopp. Why have the whole of Africa cancelled Klopp? He called AFCON that little tournament. What did he do? He called AFCON that little tournament. I was wondering why he was trending this morning. Not the homie. Not the homie, man. He was this close to walking away from Liverpool with no issues. (laughs) Not the homie, dude. Yeah, our reporter demanded an apology from him. Oh, that's so sad. Patrice Matsepe is on the phone right now. Jurgen Klopp, how dare you? Call my legacy project a little tournament. Listen, I'll never understand managers. They've been doing this for years. It was Arsene Wenger. Sam Allardyce got into it. They all have a go at it. When you sign an African player, understand that an African player wants to play in the AFCON. Don't be surprised and angry when they want to represent their country, which is their right to do. It's not their fault the scheduling sucks. It's not their fault. You can't hold it against the player and you can't hold it against the tournament. Is the AFCON a great tournament? I don't know. Is it a silly time of year? Yes. Right? But you can't decry the players. James. Um, Klopp, Klopp cancelled. Klopp out. So, <laughs> I'm so sad about it. But your friend Ivan in the comments says Klopp was right. So that happened. He- now, I, Ivan's, Ivan's Zambian. So I think he's you know, gives a broader perspective on this. Right? So, so I do know that Klopp, uh, in his press conference last night over the game, um, he said something along the lines of, it's, it's, a, it's a big tournament and we lose some of our best players. So I think that was him. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just I'm giving more context to that. No, look, I'm pretty sure it was taken out of context. We understand how these things work. But, I mean, there is a dismissive attitude towards AFCON, right? Yeah. And I think it's South African football supporters we are fans of it are Bafana even in it now well aren't we appealing oh is is is, is oh yes because it was linked because your world cup qualifying impacted on your your afcon placing um listen i just think if you especially liverpool come on club you can't now what are we talking about six weeks before the tournament act surprised and clutch your pearls when the tournament's been set for January for the past two years and you've had more than enough opportunity to kind of, you kind of rely on African players. Your two yeah. best players are African players. Exactly. You know, it's not AFCON's fault that you haven't accounted for it. Yeah, no, they took him out of context. But yeah, some, some journal. Well, Ivan saying Klopp was actually standing up for AFCON. So, who is right? Ivan or did Senzo and James get their facts wrong? Is this a non-story? Have we just wasted our dear listeners' time? He's trending, though. I was telling you what was trending. I can buy you a trend. Do you want a trend? Give me 5,000 Rand. I'll get you trending. Oh. Just send me a photo. I'll get you trending Hakim even quicker. Ziyech. Hakim, Ziyech is not, Hakim Ziyech is not going to go to AFCON, though. Yeah, that fall out with the Moroccan coach. But he always does. Hakim Ziyech is a, is a one-man wrecking crew. Listen, let's find out what that story is about. But I think the broader picture is, is that you should not be complaining about AFCON. When you sign an African player understand this is going to happen. Uh, Umbelelo Gavin there is saying AFCON to some of us is special and we, we follow it. 
although I do think he was misunderstood. Listen, AFCON, every, every confederation is allowed having a tournament, of right? It's not that players' fault that the tournament's put in a stupid place. And also, it's not their fault that they come from that continent. Well, I, I don't even think it's that. I just think why in, right now, in this day and age, is the AFCON still sitting in January? Okay, I know it was before because... But some was, of the leagues are weird, eh? Well, I mean, look, I mean, in a broader picture, I think you've got to make that sacrifice because you're quite right. A lot of leagues in Africa run in winter, mm. right? Would, would run in winter and it would disrupt them. And I also know for other reason was it's the rainy season. So it also made it very difficult to host a tournament. Yeah. But I just believe that these days, surely we should be a bit more sophisticated to shift it around. But it's, it's just, I just feel that the fix is simple. Move, move the tournament. Move the tournament. You know, all due respect, like, listen, there's great leagues all around Africa. No no problem about it. But the European leagues are bigger. You know what? And it's not a Europe-Africa thing. It's just like, that is where world football is, right? The money, chief. You know, like, let's let's stop the, you know, the, the, the Senegalese second division for three weeks. I think we can, we'll be okay. We'll, we'll survive. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. You know, so move the AFCON. Solve the problem. Patrice, get on the phone. Get him, get him on the phone. Where's the phone? Pick let's up call, the phone. Let's call Patrice. Let's get him going. Knock my balls all over the place, yeah. He'll buy you. <laughs> He'll buy you. <laughs> oh, if only. Hey, listen. Um, we are... Any more social media stories? We've got to kill two minutes before we get into Paolo's world of football. Because I've got a good one. one. James has one. I've got a good... James has got one. Let's do it. Um, so, we did speak about this just now. But... That's cool. The fact that um, Ajax, Liverpool and Bayern have won uh, five out of five group stage matches. Can they go all the way? I think they're the only three teams to have done it in the Champions League this season so far. So it'd be dope if we did. Hey, listen. They say form is temporary, class is permanent. Those are Ajax, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, European dynasties. The talk is... Sorry, just saw this now. PSG have started discussions with Zinedine Zidane to attract the three-time league champion to replace Maurizio Pochettino. So let's wrap up that Bayern, Ajax, Liverpool. I mean, those are dynastic teams. Well done. I hope they go all the way. I love seeing it because those are teams with real crazy legacy dominated the Champions League at various points. So the story on Zidane is that PSG are happy to let Pochettino go as long as they can get Zidane in at the time. Now Zidane's wife wants to continue staying in Paris, Pochettino's wife still lives in London. She has not moved over. He's living in a hotel. Listen, it it is easier to get to London from Paris than it is to get to London from Manchester. That's true. (laughs) But that's how the story goes. Listen, all of that makes sense. But what will happen to the interim? What about poor Valverde? What about poor Carrick? The interims for Paris, the interims. I don't know, man. Guys, think of the interims. If we if we don't take time in our lives to think of the interims, the guys before the guys, who are we? What are we as a society? Next thing, we're finding turtles and stabbing them with metal straws. Ryan, nobody wants this. Palu is doing a castaway with my football. This is how we're going to end the segment. Robin, I am. This is my ball. We have been friends for quite a while. Yo, expensive balls feel nice. (laughs) 
fishy ones from Spain. <laughs> this is the interim of the guy before the, the guy. PTP on the MKT show. My weird world of football coming up after this. I wonder if the logo has been changed. Oh, I've just seen James's face. It hasn't. Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> Put the spinny things on, James. God damn it. Hey Patrice, yeah, I'm on air right now. The guys are angry about AFCON. They're upset. Sort it out. That's what they're saying to me. I'm just the messenger. Speak to you later. BT dubs is what the kids say. BT dubs. <laughs> uh, lots of chat in the comments about AFCON. It has certainly triggered some people. We don't know if Klopp hates it or not because of our stellar reporting crew over here. This is what I rely on. This is what I rely on. We were able to switch the aircon off in time. I've got to tell you, Sipo, who is our camera guy, what a super camera guy, shit at air conditioning, because he's wearing a beanie and a jacket with the fur, and this is the guy controlling our air conditioning. Imagine. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare in here. We are so cold, even Senzo is wearing pants. Wow. And we know how he... <laughs> we know. Well, some of us don't lose our balls. Eh? <laughs> uh, this uh, definitely uh, 13 rating on today's episode. Listen, Paolo's weird world of football. I, my name is Paolo. I like football and I like weird stuff. Okay? And uh, that is a logo. That is indeed a logo. Not much has changed from last week. But you know what? I think once you've reached a level of Nirvana... You cannot go higher than that, right? Once you've produced the Black Album, you cannot produce something after that. That's true. Once you have produced the Lonely Hearts Club, you cannot go further than that. This is what has happened with this logo. You know, if there is ever a reason to watch the YouTube show rather than the podcast. I love podcasts. I'm an audiophile. Audiophile, I said. An audio guy. I love sound. I love listening. But, my God, you've got to be watching this so you can see this logo. It is a monstrosity. It is pictures of me. I have wigs. I have 3D glasses. I have over-embellished beards. The logo is a nightmare. It looks like it was done like by a five-year-old or on like Pandora. Windows 95. It's glorious. I love it. So, anyway, we're going to get into Paolo's weird world of football. I didn't even know this when I set this up, right? Mm-hmm. Today is the anniversary of George Best's death. This is correct. Uh, passed away, unfortunately. There he is, the Georgie fifth, Best, the, the Belfast boy. The fifth Beatle. The fifth Beatle. Now, listen, I've spoken to people who saw George Best play, right? Mm-hmm. Same people saw Bobby Charlton play, mm-hmm. Brian Robson, Cantona, Ronaldo, Rooney. They say George Best is the best player they've ever seen playing for Manchester United. Take away the obvious pun, right? But I think it was even before that. You know, you got to remember how violent football was. You couldn't tackle it all. People were trying to hack him. You watch old videos and you see how many times people go in waist high 
And I'm not yeah, even... Kicks. You know what I'm saying? And he rode them. He just glided. A lot of people say that he was the best Manchester United player ever. Never played in the World Cup, but they say if he did, he probably could have dragged even a team like Northern Ireland quite far. So we know the story of George Best came over to Manchester United when he was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Very shy boy. Um was painfully shy, great footballer, and uh, was part of the first round of Buzz, the second Busby yeah, Babes. The so, Holy Trinity. And then the Holy Trinity with Dennis Law and Bobby Charlton. Now he wins the European Cup in 1968. I think not long after that he won World Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy was top of the world, Al Beetle. The Portuguese press called him Al Beetle. They called him the fifth Beetle. He was the first superstar footballer. Yeah. You know, the first guy that really crossed over. Yeah, iconic. Right. Girls had posters of him on their walls, not in football kit, right? Absolutely. He he had fashion boutiques. He dated models. He drove sports cars. Today, we take it as given, but he was the first one to do that, right? Total rock star. But of course, it was a bit too much for him, and part of that came a partying lifestyle. He first started drinking, allegedly, because to stop being so shy. He was so painful. Yeah, oh, yeah, shy. yeah. I've, I've heard about that as well. Yeah. Right. So he'd start having a drink or two just to loosen up and socialize. And, uh, and that just led to a problem. He just never was able to recover from it. And unfortunately, the lessons of George Best, there had to be a George Best to stop it happening to other people. Sure. So, you know, when other players like Ryan Giggs kind of was the next one, but people already had this experience to go, okay, let's make sure this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen, yeah. And we don't see that happening often, of course. You know, alcohol isn't as big a part of football, professional football culture uh, as it was back then. So now, George Best, 1968, he wins the European Cup, top of the world. Manchester United are the best team in the world. By 1974, Manchester United were in huge trouble. Maya. Right? We're, yo, die straight, sir. You think we've dropped off now? Jeez, <laughs> we fell off properly. Eh? Terribly. An aging squad... An iconic manager left. Bad appointment after bad appointment. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of seeing it again. But, the, the, you know, Manchester United has never fallen off as a football team. Manchester United were in a mess. George Best was in a mess. Yeah. And now we're talking, by 1974, he was 28. And yes. 28 years old, and it was done. Uh, Tommy Dock, Tommy Doherty, who had taken over from... It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, immediately after Busby, but the one after. Mm-hmm. Had enough. Had enough of George Best. Says, he said, get out. He says, we can't do this anymore. The guy's never around. He misses training. He's an absolute mess. He's a disaster. Mm. I want him out the club. So now you're thinking, Senzo, surely Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus. Somebody in Italy. A French team. Even the French teams had money mm. then. Marseille. Surely someone will come in and take George Best. Mm. Nothing. No offers arrived. For whatever reason, we don't know. It wasn't common for British players to move around then. George Best gets a call from a very strange source. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, South Africa was banned from international football, right? We were banned for, for apartheid. We weren't part of anything. And South African football effectively didn't exist yeah. in the world of football. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, South Africa was a founding member of AFCON, mm-hmm. right? So, we were banned from football. Our football didn't exist. And... Uh, but the leagues were going, and the leagues were segregated, white league, black yeah. league, colored league, as they called it. And the white league in particular was very wealthy, okay? Well, no, ridiculously wealthy, because South Africa, by virtue of 
effectively being in a bubble and being cut off from the rest of the world could massage their own economy. So there was a lot of money in South Africa and there was a lot of money in the football clubs, specifically in the white football clubs. And they found a loophole. So now the South African League runs in conjunction with the European League, but then it was a winter league, so in the Northern Hemisphere summer. So they found a loophole where they were approaching top European players and saying to them, look, you guys have got three months off because they had three months off. Now players maybe get six weeks. They had three, four months off. They said, got, got a deal for you. You can come to South Africa as a guest player, mm-hmm. short-term contract, play five games. We'll pay you a lot of money. We'll split the gate fees with you. Come live in South Africa. Get the sunshine. Even though it's winter, the weather's better than there. Sure. Pay you a lot of money. Keep yourself fit. You don't contravene any rules. And then you go back. Right. Listen to the list of players that came over at that time. Both Jack and Bobby Charlton. Really? Both of them came here. Bobby Moore. Mm-hmm. England's World Cup winning mm-hmm. captain. Kevin Keegan. Mm-hmm. Sir Stanley Matthews. He yeah, came over a lot Matthew. of time. Yeah. Stanley's boys. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. heard. Sir, Sir Stan's boys. I'm sure you've heard that story. Even Roy Hodgson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal yeah. Palace. Uh, I can't remember their names. Eddie Lewis. Eddie, well, Eddie, Eddie Lewis, um, he, a different way, but yes, Eddie Lewis. Mm-hmm. There were three German players who got banned uh, from uh, playing in Germany for match fixing. Mm-hmm. So to keep fit, they came down here, played here, and two of them went on to win the World Cup with Germany. That's crazy. Right? Eusebio played here. He was one of the guest players. Well, home is right next door. And that's what I'm saying. So this was happening all the time. So in 1974, little club, who had just been promoted to the first division called Jewish Guild. They're up here yeah. in Johannesburg. Oh, no, they were in Cape Town. Sorry. No, they were in Johannesburg. I'm lying. They were up here in Johannesburg. They heard about the situation, had some contact in Manchester and said, let's go out to George Best. Let's say, George, do you want to come over? Same deal. Get mm-hmm. the sun, get some money, meet South, some South African woman, uh, play a few games, go back, fit, maybe find yourself a club. George Best says, hell, what I got to do? What I got to lose? couple of weeks in the sun in South Africa. They're going to pay me a lot of money. And here rose the story of George Best playing for a club called Jewish Guild in South Africa. Now, Jewish Guild were a mid-table kind of side. Yeah. Right? So, the first game George Best comes down to South Africa for, I think they signed him for three or four games, is uh, um, against a team called Rangers, uh, which is a big team in the time. The time. Jewish Guild rented out the Rand Stadium. Still Gee, standing, was- the Rand Stadium... 30,000 seater because mm-hmm. they were and Rand Stadium was the mecca of, of yeah. white South African yeah, football yeah, yeah. the cup finals were there yeah, yeah. right it was the place it was the Wembley it was the cauldron yeah. right they rented out for the games George Best was going to play because they were just so confident people were going to watch him 30,000 tickets sold for his first game mm-hmm. you imagine think now Jeez. Messi's going to come to play in South Africa for a local team this, this Stadium is, right this is what we're talking about so this is George Best his first game, get, what do you think happened when George Best lands in South Africa? <laughs> I no, so he, get, get, he gets given this beautiful apartment in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, middle of Joburg town was the yeah, place yeah, to be. It's, it's, it's a bit of a slum now. Um, he partied. He partied, missed his first training session, oh, arrives oh. for the first game drunk. <laughs> And straight away, a local stripper uh. latches herself onto him. Her name was Ultraviolet. Imagine. 
local stripper called Ultraviolet. Of course, George Best is coming to town. Local strippers are going to find him, right? Listen to Ultraviolet. They're going to do her best. Ultraviolet was a regular in the local courts on charges of public indecency. Well. <laughs> While the club officials hoped Best's lifestyle, as much as his ability, would provide some publicity and ensure bums on the seats, they were already worried that uh, Miss Ultraviolet was going to uh, sort of disrupt <laughs> uh, George Best in South Africa. And it didn't end well. There was a case of public indecency. She did latch on. His name got caught up into it. He didn't quite get arrested, but it wasn't the best start to his career. The next game, he goes down to Durban City. Durban City were a powerhouse at mm-hmm. the time, one of the key teams yep. in the league. Um, it was their second game. They win 2-0. Uh, George Best didn't score, but played well. People were able to see, okay, now we're watching George Best. And then his third game was just in front of 8,000 people at Balfour Park. Oh, right. Right? Yeah. Just just, just up the road. I think it's a shopping center now, actually. Yeah. I don't think the, the club exists anymore. Yeah. Isn't it Highlands Park now? Uh, I think they sold out, but the venue, the, the location of Balfour okay. Park, the old stadium, is now a shopping center. And that was it for George Best in South Africa. Played three games. There is, uh, we might even be able to get him on the show one day. Um, we might even be able to get him on the show <laughs> Was it, uh, Robin Badger asking, was it as big as Wembley? No, 30,000 30, seater. It's a beautiful stadium. I think Orlando Pirates, uh, train there. I think it's a training ground. Yeah. If I'm, or maybe not since Orlando Stadium, but I know the team, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the teams do use it as a training base. It was a, uh, 2010 World Cup training base. Great, beautiful stadium. Great, yeah, yeah. great, great stadium. Had a, had a, had a makeover. And, uh, George Best's journey in South Africa was over before it, it uh, even began. began. Um, we maybe might be able to get him on the show one day, but there is a, a still here is George Best's teammate for that period. He played with him. Local guy. Uh, maybe we should look at getting him on the show and yeah, actually yeah. hear the stories from him because he says it was like a two or three week period, but he says there were stories. There were oh, stories upon man. stories. <laughs> All right. Of George Best's time in South Africa. You, if you've never heard that story before. Having his best time. Did you know about that, Senza? No. Ever hear about George Best playing in South Africa? No. James, Ryan, ever come in your wheelhouse? No. No. I, I think it's probably the last person I would think would come here and play football. Fantastic story. Listen, all those stories of when those guys came here, the stories are legendary. I've heard stories of uh, Eusebio taking a shot so hard it broke a crossbar because they what? still played with the uh, wooden goals. I've heard of another time Eusebio miskicked the ball and it ended up out the stadium and in a house two blocks away. Listen, time, every story gets better. But it was a really interesting period in South African soccer. And now you can tell your friends, hey, listen, I heard about the time when George Best played in South Africa. Maybe we'll get one of his ex-teammates on. I've got his number in my phone. Uh, We can maybe get him on and and hear a bit more about that. From there, George Best went on to Dunstable Town, Stockport County, went to Ireland to play for Cork City, the Los Angeles Aztecs, Fort Mm -hmm. Lauderdale Strikers, San Jose Earthquakes, Hibernian, Fulham in the second division. (laughs) <laughs> Hong Kong, Bournemouth, man. Australia, um, but effectively retired from top-level football at 27 years old. 27 club, eh? 27 club. MKT, oh my God, we're going to get some poke high stories a la Al Bundy. Balfour Park, score me, saw four goals with the flu once for Randberg. I'm basically George Best with a tan. Shut the hell up. Sounding like Al Bundy, <laughs> four touchdowns in a game. Shut the hell up. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well done, MKT. Four goals against Balfour Park with, with a cold. 
Listen, even he I thinks he's Michael Jordan. Even <laughs> I scored against Balfour Park. But I mean, listen, that's that's impressive. That's that's good, impressive stuff. You're simply the best. Simply the best. <laughs> so that is the story of George Best. Unfortunately, we listen. Sixteen years since he passed away. Uh, R.I.P. to the homie. Yeah, sad, sad, sad day. Sad man with demons, James. Did so. I've also seen today on Twitter is also the anniversary of. Um, Another small footballer, you may have heard of him, um, Diego Maradona. It's Today's the anniversary of his death, too. What? Mm, it yeah. is. It is, yeah. They, they passed away on the same day. Maradona a year ago. Yeah. Passed away on the same day as George Best. One liked the bottle, the other one liked the snow. <laughs> hey, listen, genius is going to get you. I know what it's like. I know what it's like uh, living with genius and uh, dealing with our demons. My demon is called uh, James. James Ilsley. That's it's what true. my demon is called. It's true. I do give good hugs, though. Good hugs. James's battery is going flat before. <laughs> look at that little red flashing. It's so disappointing Fl- to look at. Flat battery. Badly prepared, guys. Get yourselves some rechargeables. Don't buy your batteries from Crazy Store. It's because... You know why the battery's dying, Paolo? It's because you as our fearless leader weren't here to tell us to... to to make sure we had rechargeables. It's only day one. I indoctrinate you on day two. Oh, right. Day one, is to, day one is to suss you out. Tonight's the uh, initiation ceremony, right? Bring your scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your scalpels and a big towel. <laughs> it's going to get untidy. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, um, I'm ill-prepared because I think some of our social media handles have changed. I'm sure you can still find us on the old ones. I should have got them. (laughs) But uh, just look out for the MKT show on all the social media platforms um, to give us a follow and and, and give us a like. Tell a friend. Show a friend. Be a friend of the show. Be a friend. Senzo, listen, before we wrap up, let's maybe look at any more social media stories. Has so, has Klopp been cancelled? No, it hasn't been cancelled. But Rusty Rasmus is just out here living his best life as well. So what's the latest with him? What the hell's He's going on? He's been banned from all rugby activity for the next two months. That is, it is just scandalous. Because he was character assassinating somebody. I so, mean, that is just scandalous. Yeah, it's just... Right? It's showing him having a beza, having a long lunch. But 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 now which... Uh, oh, is this the, the video of him in front of the South African flag? No, well, now it's him with uh, a certain... Beverage, adult beverage. Listen, you got to know that Rusty's got some good video skills. He's got somebody who can put together the videos. So he's just making himself a meme. What do you think happens? I mean, you appeal the whole thing. You, there's no way this is going to oh, hold. This is just in breaking news. You wait, you got Fabrizio Romano over here. No, it's Here we go. Here than... we go. Health department confirms new COVID-19 variant detected in SA. Is that uh, Pochettino? What, what, are we, what are we doing here? No, it's... Health, health. <laughs> it's 14 minutes ago. Listen, it's, it's going to get you. It's going to happen, guys. I've heard 14th December, we'll officially enter the fifth wave in South Africa. Fourth wave in South Africa. Fellow South Africans. Conveniently a week after, after ent- James gets back from... Um, America. VAC. No, VAC. Yeah, VAC. Yeah. Wow, wow. James, what are you looking forward to most at VAC? Um, you know, just the vibes. Vibes, um, eh? Umschlange is definitely a place where the vibes are high. Mm. You're not doing plet? No. Nah. I, th- I thought you'd be all over plet vac. Listen, if you're an international listener, you don't know. 
Umschlange is kind of like low rent Miami, while Plett is kind of like Martha's Vineyard. It's true. It's kind of like the Hamptons. Yeah. yeah Think no, about I, it. I decided I was going to um, save some money and do Umschlange. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be vibes. Just vibes. Vibes Ilsley over there. Vibes Eelsley. <laughs> that's, that's my new... Inst- I'm going to change my Instagram and all my socials to Vibes Eelsley. you got to do it. You, if, you know, you gotta, you got to dress for the job you want. And, uh, and then, of course... Make it till you make it. In. And then, of course, I'll What Ryan. if I just don't want to get dressed for my job at all? Yeah, no. You l- listen, listen. Some people do that. Some people make a living out of it. And it's an honest that. living. It's, not, it's a tax-free living, you know? Only fans. Listen, I, I want to wow. I I I pitch an idea. Like, we're going to turn this into a little bit of a shark tank just before we go. I may be looking for investors in this. You know now we don't carry change, right? Yeah. Well, we don't. I mean, like, it's very hard to carry change, but now you don't want to really carry change because everything's cashless. You don't want to be touching things, right? It's true. So, I feel, in South Africa, we've got this anomaly called uh, car guards, right? We don't have meter maids in other countries. You are, you'll have a meter maid. You stop. You have to put some money in a meter. South Africa, we don't have that. We got actual gentlemen walking around watching your cars and you should give them a tip, right? They make sure cars are safe. They make sure things run properly. But you never have change to give these guys, right? They should have a QR code on a vest. Now, listen, I understand no. I'm dehumanizing people to be nothing more than a walking billboard. Senzo's, I got a hard no from Senzo. Is it for that reason? That you don't want to dehumanize people? people to get mugged and fraud. And Why would they get mugged? Imagine now you've got your phone out now. But your phone's out anyway. So I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, Senzo, I don't know where you go. So I'm thinking I go to the supermarket. Not, I'm not in town. I'm not by what Ivy Violet, George Best prostitute. I'm not with her. I'm, I'm at a supermarket. And there's the gents. He's helped me. And I want to give, I want to give him a tip. But I don't have change. I, I can snap scan it. Ryan? You're a man of the people. Not a man of the toidles, but a man of the people for sure. Yeah. Are you investing in my idea? Uh, I think it's a good idea. Like a tag around the neck. You can just... Is it just to, just to pay people? Just snap scan people. We should all do that. We should all... But don't they have that in like America? It's called like Cash App or something like that where they just put a username in and send money over. They got things like Venmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah Venmo is also one. Yeah. That's yeah. a first old country, guys. No, we have kind of things like that built into our banking apps, but they're hella difficult to use. Oh, Cash with, wallets, oh with, my God, you got to log in seven times, with the give pop, a finger. What's the price of data as well? Come on, guys. Forget about it. Forget about it. I think Venmo is quite good. So, so, okay, so I've got a no from Senzo. I've got a yes from Ryan, not Ryan Reynolds. James, you're the swing vote. This is Shark Tank. Are you Mark Cuban? Are you investing in my business? <laughs> Um, here's what I think we should actually do. Uh, that's a hard no from James. Okay, I'm preparing for it. I love your idea, but... So, I saw on tic- uh, TikTok, Take A Lot, which for international viewers is an online e-commerce website. It's kind of like Amazon without the exploitation. Yeah, you can or Amazon buy, without the slavery. You can buy quite literally anything in the world, but they don't have drones. Um, <laughs> so... Oddly specific. <laughs> on on Take a Lot, they actually had a special this week for portable, um, like card machines. Yes. Um, but not the not the ones tied to a bank like NetBank or FNB or anything. They they're a different brand all on their own, and they were selling those for about two hundred and fifty odd rand. So, here's my thought. Okay, 
Okay. So we raise some money or we just put some money together either way and we buy a bunch of them and then we rent them out for like 10 rand a day, right? And then, I mean, it'll take a while for us to get to some profit, but because I did maths lit <laughs> um, and I didn't actually do the numbers. But <laughs> You're the ideas guy. James, you don't need to know how to make an iPhone to run Apple. <laughs> just remember that. Now, listen. I think your idea has merit, right? And I'm sure we'll do the numbers and it'll come out in the wash, as they say. I noticed some subtle product placement. Why don't you just take the money that that energy drink Honestly, manufacturer paying. is paying you and <laughs> invest in my business? Because there is no other reason for you to hold up your can in our segment on your quickly draining battery other than you are being paid. You are in the pocket of big energy drinks, James. Scandalous! You uh, heard yeah. it, yeah. Also, I don't think this can. Uh, you can't call this an energy drink. This it's is cucumber a, flavored. This is a scandal. It's the flavored soda water. What is going on? It's wait. Are we saying that James is taking secret deals on the show that none of us are taking, and he's just subtly hey throwing man. them in? Hey man, listen. Hey man. I know product placement when I saw it. Now he's covering <laughs> it. Now he's covering it. Just now, I got a full shot. I saw the barcode. I saw the Instagram. This is scandalous stuff. I've lost control after one day. This is what happens with the interim manager. Do you think the players are running for Carrick? They're not. This is what's happening. Product placement on the show hey, and man. not sharing the spoils. I've not got, even a t-shirt. I've got to make a, a passive income too. No, but it should go to... Don't we have like a joint account on the show? <laughs> what? Well, Where James we? just bought 10 credit card machines. Yeah, actually, where are <laughs> the money for these credit card uh, The um, sponsorship that I just... That that period of holding up the can paid it, paid it off. We fine. James, who is your sponsor? Give him a plug. Come on. Um, it's called Pura Soda. Um, oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. And it's 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 like soda water. It's this is just very Seaport disappointing. Seaport described it as um, what did he describe it as? Healthy, <laughs> healthy soda is what yeah. he called it. Yeah. Um, is it's it... quite nice actually. Listen, I'm yeah all day for it. I'm here all day for it, and, and, and you know, if anyone from Pura Soda, if this finds its way to you, we'll drink that all day, right? We'll wear t-shirts. I'm sure you seem like the sort of company that's got promotional frisbees. Yes. We'll yes. do some Instagram reels with your... Prof- James is drinking it right now. James is going to go into the microphone. <sighs> Refreshing. Oh, wow. Look at him. Unbelievable. Oh, but you see, it's awkward because the tab is on this side, oh. so I can't show the brand, but I'm going to do this. Well... Well, you've been showing the brand the whole time. <laughs> this is a damned <sighs> nightmare. There you go. Hey, well, we're even doing ASMR for them. Imagine. This is big stuff. Robin Badger asking how much. I it's already say. working. Affiliate program. Oh, wait. How much for the drink? Yes. No, uh, no, no. Don't plug no, it. No, 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 no. Actually, spit it out. I want to hear this. Oh, my goodness. How much are you, how much are you spending on cucumber flavored water? Um, well... More than you should. It's um, cheaper. It's cheaper than a store that is known for being super healthy. Yet. Seventeen ninety nine. A little cheaper. Fifteen. Yes. Fifteen. Fourteen ninety nine. Or fifteen. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. You realize water is free. No, but Ryan, you don't drink water, so you can't have a say. I'm just saying, if people don't drink water, it comes out for free in the tap. You don't have to go buy a canned version of it. If Coke came out of the tap, you'd see me into the tap all the time. Rates and taxes. That's what I'm saying. Go there. I've never. 
Must be nice to live in Joburg and open your taps and water comes out. This is a huge privilege for us. Listen, if you're Pure Soda, the people from Pure Soda, like I say, I feel you have promotional frisbees. You want to give that swag out for Christmas. We're here all day for promotional summer swag. Unbelievable. You got to send it to the show. We're here. If you have another competing brand, let it. We'll, we'll work it in. This is called product placement. This is big advertising. This is big. This is big. This is big. Massive. Pure soda. You just got yourself at least three rands worth of advertising there. So congratulations. We'll send the bill. And to close off, MKT sees you. He sees you. Papa Sino. James has been skimming off the top for six months. But I know he did maths lit, so it'll be fine. I'm taking it out of his salary. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Honestly. <laughs> so good luck to That's you. That's good maths. Nothing <laughs> from nothing is nothing, nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. I've been the interim. I'm Michael Carrick and no, just like Manchester United training today, no one is working. They're playing me for a fool. But at least I have a nice beard and a reasonably warm jersey. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're back tomorrow. The PTB takeover continues. We'll allow you to track MKT on Saturday only because tomorrow I I heard where he's going. I heard where he's going and it involves a numbers gang. Whoa. So, whoa. So let's just don't track him. Don't track him. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Listen, get your comments in. We're going to be doing some reviews. I don't know if Flip's with us tomorrow. It's 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 a touch and go. It's touch and go. If there's Palu, no it's, flip. He said that's a condition. That's that's on me. I haven't spoken to Flip yet. Ah, that is right. Me. Your I'll best sort mate. I'll sort it out. James will sort it out. So hopefully, flip. We'll Definitely. flip the script. Flip. I hope he ha- we have him. <sighs> just switch. Just switch it off. Yeah, we should just just just, switch. just flip the switch. Just switch the whole thing off. I, I'm not even gonna say goodbye. Just switch it off. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs, live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com